All right, so we have been, Josh, as we kick off hour two here on the Plank Show, we've been digging for some Rhett Lashley audio. And I, I know it's, it's a lot on SMU today, but let's, let's learn about the opponent. I think that what SMU brings is a lot more fascinating, right, than what we saw from Arkansas State last weekend, right? I mean, can we at least agree on that, maybe? Yeah, we agree on that. Okay, cool. Here's what Rhett Lashley said on Tuesday when he was asked about Oklahoma and what has stood out to him with the Sooners. Guys, and you know where you against them. Well, I mean, they look like Oklahoma. They look like a you know a team that could compete to win the Big 12 and compete to be in the college football playoff. You know, Brent Venables uh, has been there for a long time. Was at Clemson forever. We've gone against each other. I got a lot of respect for him. He's a good friend. Does a great job. Does it the right way uh, in terms of how he coaches and leads and. Um, you can tell they, like us, they went out, they were aggressive in the recruiting trail, aggressive in the portal. Um, on offense, they play extremely fast. There's a lot of similarities to style of play. They play fast. Their offensive line's huge. They can run it. They can really throw it because they can run it. It puts a lot of pressure on you on the outside because you're in a lot of one-on-ones, uh, favorable situations to throw the football. Dylan Gabriel's a stud. I knew him when he was at UCF. I mean, I think he's a winner. He can really throw the deep ball. He can run. He can scramble. So offensively, I mean, there's a reason they scored 73 and only punted once um, against a team who typically competes in the Sun Belt. So uh, on defense, it, it's what Brent does. And then Ted Roof, uh, who's the D.C., I've worked with him before, and, and Brandon Hall, the safeties coach. Those guys are they're really good. I mean, they take away what you do best. They're very, very multiple. Um, they're very aggressive. Um, they did a nice job, and they didn't play a lot of plays last week because they stopped the run. They got them into third downs, and, and they got off the field. So, And then you couple that into a pretty hostile environment. So it's it's an elite challenge for us, and I think our guys are excited for it. There you go. Uh, do you have, have you formulated an opinion on Rhett Lashley as a head coach yet, Josh? I feel like it's still kind of a work in progress, if you will, for me. I, I'm intrigued by him. He intrigues me. He insists upon himself. No, I'm yes. intrigued by him. I think he's got a chance to be a really good coach. Yeah, it's probably too early, but uh, I like him. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's got a chance, sure. Yeah. Uh, here's a little bit more on how he felt this team responded early in the week after the La Tech game. Oh, I guess it would help if I actually didn't have it muted. I thought we had a good Monday, a good Tuesday, a good Wednesday in terms of just our normal routine. Um, we'll see on Saturday, you know, how week one to week two really translates. Obviously, we got an excellent opponent this week, but guys are working hard like they've kind of done. So it's been good to see that they really haven't changed kind of their approach. There you go. And I don't know if you are aware of this, Josh, but there is a former Sooner that is a coach for the SMU Mustangs. That is Calvin Thibodeau. And Tibbs was asked this week about going back to Oklahoma. As an opponent. Yeah, I've been there as an opponent, so this is not my first rodeo when I was at uh, Tulsa. I uh, got a chance to go back, so, you know, it, it won't be no emotional feelings. It's the next opportunity for us. And, and truly, uh, in game two, you, you want to see your group take the biggest jump. So excited about the opportunity to find out where we are as a, as a program. So I'm excited. I am, I am too. Tibbs a good dude. I mean, you think about – Bro, his coaching arc is is wild. I still <laughs> this is the TU Homer in me. I still think if that staff was given one more year. I know it's it's kind of hard looking back, but I still think if that staff was given one more year, they were they were going to have a season. I really firmly believe that. But they got blown out at at Tulsa, then he had to you know, he he cold called Kansas to get that job. 
Like, he had never even met anyone on that staff to get that job and and had to had to grind. Had to grind, man. Uh, did a great job at Kansas, and then lo and behold, finds himself back in Norman. Let's see, what, what, what do I give him credit here for? Let's see, the Big 12 Defensive Newcomer of the Year and Laurent Stokes. OU moved up to 38th defensively in his first season. Line was led by Neville Gallimore, AP All-American. So, really, I think he's a favorite, right? I think he's a guy that, you know, even though those those defenses during his time as the defensive line, defensive tackles coach, Josh, not necessarily things were hanging in the Louvre, but, I mean, they're still, they're still, I mean, he's a, he's a alum. He played here. He won championships as a player. He won championships as a coach. We're not, again, talking about dominating defenses, but he's a beloved guy coming back home. He's a Sooner and hasn't been contentious since he left, right? I mean, everything that we see and hear publicly has been professional. And I think when that's the case, it makes him someone that, uh, again, you can rally around the idea, hey, here's a Sooner. And, uh, you know, obviously not going to be rooting for him this week. But then beyond that, uh, you can. We're on the road on an OEC Fiber Football Friday. We're over here at Dillard Size Real Estate. Uh, Andrea and Barry are going to join us after we talk to David in, uh, in the ten- bottom of this hour, I should say. And we got a round of four of golf at the trail. So all you have to do is swing by. Now, we are right across the street from the brown bag. So it's uh, – it, it literally right across the street from the Brown Bag. So it's uh, 12.03 Brookhaven Boulevard. Come on by. Uh, Dillard has 10 agents in the top 100 in the Metro, including Andrew and Barry, and you can learn more uh, about them a little bit after the bottom of the hour. Oh, and David Goodspeed is going to join us from OEC Fiber. Josh, I want to hit some, some text here. Anything else from the SMU side that you want to hit here before we get the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line? No, I don't think so. Let's uh, hear from the people. Guy writes, 34-24 Bama? I think Texas would take that right now. <laughs> yeah, probably. Would you agree? Because I think I would. Yeah, I mean, listen, Texas is the only team, I think, in the history of ever that can lose a game and end up coming out of losing said game with more hype than they had going in, right? <laughs> you, Well, they lost, but did you see that first quarter? Ah. <sighs> I mean, we really that's, hung right there with Bam on the road. Hung right with them. <laughs> I wouldn't want to deal with that talent. What, uh, speaking of that, I, I have one other story that I just – this is probably better for a midweek show. But when I saw it, it seems to be a narrative that's out there. And I don't really know if I agree with it. But this whole idea that Texas is better prepared for the SEC than Oklahoma – Talent-wise, Kirk Herbstreit was dropping it again. I think he was uh, he was doing his Zoom the other day. Yeah, let me find the exact. I think I got this from Sooner's Wire. Here was the quote. And this, again, I feel like we've heard this from a couple of different people. But Kirk Herbstreit said, um, listen, Sooner's Wire, enough with the pop-up ads. All right, here we go. If you look at Oklahoma and you look at Texas, right now the rosters, now Brent Venables is a couple years behind where Sark is. But it just feels like when you look at Texas, they're closer to being where you need to be in the SEC than I think where Venables is currently. But I think he'll be there as well because he understands it's, it probably as well as anybody. 
He'll get that program eventually there. But I think right now, Texas, I think they're ready to compete. So we'll see how it goes. He says they eventually get there, right? So there's the positive. But where's the, I mean, 49 is it, right? I'll bring that up. I don't know. I don't, I don't really know if I'm truly buying that right now. Is that just the sooner homerism in me? Maybe a little bit, but, uh, I mean, wh- what does he mean to compete? Define compete. Compete to go win the league? Yeah. To, to be right. as good or better than Georgia or Alabama? Then, okay, yeah, maybe they've got a little bit of a ways to go, but to go beat an LSU team or Florida or to be level or close to Tennessee, I mean, I think let's see how the year plays out. I think Oklahoma's right there right now. I think there is this mis, misguided idea that, and I'm, I won't lump Texas into it, but Oklahoma's just, uh, they're here to win some games and compete and, and have great matchups for their fans to see. No, no, no. I, we're going there to win the damn league. I mean, Oklahoma's going to the SEC not just because it's the SEC. Oklahoma's going to the SEC because, my God, they want to win the conference. They want to play for national championships. So I always find it, fascinating whenever there's this oh yeah you're not middle of the road sec team no 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 that's not that's not the goal here i i will say i agree with uh who wrote this i agree with what jaron spore are you familiar with jaron josh i am this yeah it's your old gig right that's right okay. yep sooner do we one. like him yeah uh yeah he's a great is he guy. on the list he's on he's on the good list but yeah. He's on the good list. I liked what he wrote here, though. The key line fans should be focusing on is his belief that Venables will get the program going in the right direction. He's already started out with recruiting. The Sooners are trending towards a third straight top ten recruiting class with an outside shot of the top five. But I, I think more along the lines of what you asked and what you said. Okay, what, I mean, are you just talking about in the talent are you talking about the overall makeup of the program? Are you, are you pulling it back and it's, you know, the facilities and everything? I, I don't – I would tend to think this is very surface level, though, right? I would tend to think this is something that's based on nothing just – but just talent, right, and depth chart? Yeah, I and think. I, I tend to wonder if uh, a little date in uh, early October goes Oklahoma's direction – if all of a sudden, Oklahoma, well, they kind of they've retooled it. They've got a pretty talented roster. I mean, what what gives him the indication that the roster is not good right now? Outside of outside I of Oklahoma know. went six and seven a season ago, and Texas won two more hmm. games. Well, why is their I, roster? I guess so that's great? it. You know, we're we're two years. Hold on, math. So three. I mean, this was a five and seven football team in Austin three seasons ago. Last year, they were not very good in close games, right? But yet, because they had two more wins in Oklahoma, suddenly they're in a better spot than Oklahoma. The 4-0, as you might imagine, Josh, I didn't mean to go here, didn't mean to go here, but I just wanted to bring it up before we've forgotten. Good speed's coming. We're going to talk about all the great people here at, uh, at Dillard Size and OEC Fiber, but... I think there's some really good texts that have come in. Remember, Plank, the media salivates at the very thought of Texas. 
Their alumni have plagued the media industry, so of course they're favored. This is how it will be forever. Here's Wade and OKC. You guys continue to, to ignore the obvious fact. Dallas-Fort Worth alone has more than twice as many people as the entire state of Oklahoma. National media is always going to hype Tulsa. By Tulsa, of course, you mean Texas. Uh, did I say Tulsa? Texas, sorry. Uh, why did I say Tulsa? Yeah, but Kirk, I don't, um, Kirk doesn't subscribe to any of that. Yeah. I mean, Herb Street's mm. saying what he thinks. Right. Right, right, right. Um, <clears throat> Jim in Arlington. There's still a bit of mule shoe uh, worship in the national media when it comes to whether OU has recovered yet due to his absence in Norman. But I think even from Jim's take, this is just – that's someone that's saying, I think Venables is going to get him there, right? I don't think it has to do with the amount of people that are in the Dallas Metro area. I'm just – I don't think it has to do with the amount of people that are in Dallas. No, it has, it has is... to do with 49 nothing <laughs> and nothing else. Yeah. Uh, Big Bad Wolf, the second we beat Texas this year, the entire narrative will change back into uh, what it was. Quote, OU runs the conference once again. 405. It's kind of funny. OU has its first losing season in a long time and loses to Texas. But yet now Texas is ready for the SEC and Oklahoma is not. Did they forget how many Big 12 championships Oklahoma won compared to Texas? And they say Texas is back every year. It's a freaking joke. And then sooner finish in Raleigh to put a good rap on this. I'm thinking until we write the ship, we will be measured by 49 to zip. What you said. That's what you said, Josh. That's the unfortunate reality. Until you beat Texas, that's where we are. All right. Um, I didn't mean to get bogged down on that, but I wanted to bring it up before we uh, got good speed in the crew in here. So, text her next. 405-651-3439 on an OEC Fiber Football Friday right here on The Wrap. All right. Welcome back into the Plank Show. We're on the road on an OEC Fiber Football Friday. And David Goodspeed is here, so I'm like, let's do this. Am I on the right headset? <sighs> Yay. There it is. How are you? Pretty good. How about you, man? I'm, uh, this is an awesome little place to hang hey, out. Hey, you know what? Nobody believed me. Uh-huh. I'm old enough to remember when this was, I think it was called the Corner Store. It used to be a convenience store mm-hmm. that Roger Lolly, good dear friend, Normanite forever, right. works for Steve Owens Insurance Agency. Steve Owens, you know. Yes, yes. Played, played a little ball. <laughs> Played a little ball for the Lions, little, too. Uh, it had some success. How about the Lions? Yeah, 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 they look good last So, night. yeah, so his dad owned this, and it was a convenience store, and it had, like, a deli in it, if I remember correctly. Mm, cool. So if everybody wants to know where Don Size is, you need to buy a house, do not ask me. <laughs> we have level set that you can't read. Right. And I don't look at the last page <laughs> of my mortgage paperwork. They, they, but, but uh, yeah, it's right here on Robinson. Well, I, I pulled you in early because I really don't think Andrea and Barry are ready for what they're going to walk into whenever I have all my questions as someone who is no. is being pushed to sell his house tomorrow. So, anyway, um, how have you been, man? How was the week? What you think of the opener? Hey, you know, I predicted it, right? Right. Blowout. Blowout. Uh, right. A- <laughs> absolutely predicted all that. You know, we'll see. We'll see. You know, that was uh, everybody was saying, oh, that's uh, who was mm-hmm. Arkansas State. And, you know, Butch Jones said afterwards, he said, that's not the same team that we saw in film last week. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're right. You're right. They're very fast. And you you on the uh, on the uh, heated carpet down there on the How field, about that? It's a little warm. It, it got up to like 140. It looks like you've dropped some 
LB since the last time I saw Oh, him. I put them all back this week. Okay. We ate barbecue right. last night. Okay. Uh, it was funny because everyone wanted to fight with how, fi- how hot it was, and I'll never understand that. They're like, oh, it wasn't that hot. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. okay. I mean, it's the freaking sun, all right? You're not going to lose a <laughs> – and we're this, getting a little closer to it. It's the sun. Look here, all you. We're not talking about climate change. We're just getting a little bit closer to it. A little it closer. It's hot. Right. It's hot. It was hot, but those dudes are fast. Yeah. But, but you know my love for the ponies. That's, that's right. What so what is the uh, genesis of that? Dickerson, How? remember? Oh, that? that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to be a good game. I don't think it'll be another blowout or anything like that, but uh, I think it'll be probably like 87 to 2. <laughs> no, I'm glad it be, won't be a it'll blowout. Be a good one. It'll be a good one. I asked the guys we were doing predictions, I said, can you get 38 in football? And I had to do math. I had to take my shoes yeah, sure. off. Yeah. You don't read. Five I don't do math. You know, goal. it's like, right. you know, we, but uh, no, I think it'll be like, you know, like a, like a 38, 20, 21, something like that. SMU will score. SMU will do some things. They're fast. Now, we were talking last segment. Mm hmm. Because of Kirk Curve Street's comments about Texas being ahead of Oklahoma in preparation for the SEC, oh. are you buying that right what, now? What? Well, that's how, what we're trying to figure what's out. What's the why his justification? And the how. Uh, what was it, Josh? I I closed the story, but just basically, Here, it seemed like because Sark had a head start and probably forty nine is zip. Here's the deal, too. man. Did you? I'm going to back up and I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about something else real quick too. Go Did ahead. you see at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium that Jerry Jones has the AI all, thing? Yeah, he's never going to die. Right, right. He'll be there forever. So I level setting the fact that he has way too much money. Mm-hmm. He has way too much influence. The problem with Texas, I will always say this till the day I die, is they have way too much money, mm-hmm. way too much influence of everybody else that thinks they know better than, and we know who Sark is. Right. He's a no. So, in other words, part of this is Sark won a national championship. Well, and PV won an off a national yeah, championship but, as a defensive guy. But this one's, I guess, in some people's minds, that reclamation project, and they've had I, two years. I guess I don't know. I think they want. Here's the deal: is that Oklahoma has been there. You know, we've never had to say we're back because right. we never really left. Right? I mean, we're we're celebrating 50 years since the Keen stepped foot onto the. The heated carpet, too. That's right. right. That was true carpet back in those days. <laughs> <laughs> I still got some scars. Uh, and it's not from being married. But Mine are. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, we've never left, right? right? And Texas has fallen off. And I think the national media and I think the fans, and yes, Texas is so big and the fan base and the media, and they need that brand. Right. They need the brand back. Right. But the brand, you know, and it is. It's a, it's a big brand. I mean, I'll, I'll give it up to them. I mean, it is a massive brand. And um, I think it's just – I think it's more like every year, you know, like I said whenever I've, I heard you on that segment, is that I've got a tweet that from 2016 when they when they scored, and I, th- I think they beat Notre Dame that year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they were like, is this when Texas is back? Texas like, is back. Oh, Joe Tessitore, man, oh, whenever they score the game when yes. he touched down. And, and I tweeted, back. Yeah. And, I, and I screenshot it because I'm an old man, and I keep it in my favorites. <laughs> it's your receipts. Uh, I got pictures good of my wife, definition my of receipts. dog, Boone. <laughs> exactly. I keep the receipts. <laughs> I'm coming. But, uh, you know, it's like they're back, and that was seven years ago. And they still, you know, yeah, they, they have moments. Right. Right? They have moments. I mean, and so um, nothing exciting. But I think it's just I think it's just talk. I think it's just clickbait, you know, more than anything else. And they know we – the three things happen when you say Texas is back. Number one, Texas fans get all fired up. Oh, yeah. Number two, OU fans get angry. Oh, good. Lose and, and then I think in addition to OU, the rest of college football kind of has the – Oh my gosh! What it generates a response more than anything else because we've seen this before. This has been something yeah. that's been constant. yeah. And I think whenever we we both of us do make the move into the SEC, I think 
the welcome wagon, the welcome mat, whatever you want to call it, for us will be a little more. Um, I think it'll be a little bit easier than it will be for Texas because that level of of obnoxiousness. I mean, there's no Sooner fan I know that is obnoxious. Mm-hmm. None. None. Not a single one. Not a single one. We are some of the most <laughs> calm, realistic fans on the planet. Yeah, there's, there's this no side of the Canadian expectations River. expectations or anything. Now, South and Purcell, you're on your own. Well, but I, I will say this. Um, here, here's just to give you an idea of how sane OU fans are. Yeah. Uh, for the sake of humanity and sanity, writes Leatherneck sooner, we better not allow that many points while only scoring 38 against SMU. Hell will freeze over. Good to see Leatherneck Sooner hey, staying calm there. Absolutely. And I hope he's an OEC Fiber subscriber because if he is online, that means he is getting his information so fast. And if we only score 38, Leatherneck? Leatherneck, Leatherneck Sooner. Yeah, Leatherneck, Leatherneck Sooner. Love you. Love you. Don't know if you're a member or a subscriber I mean, of OEC Fiber, but if you are, love you. But, so, someone just pointed this out, too, by the way. Yeah. Not to get – see, this is what happens when this I open is what the happens. text line. I'm sorry. And, and you know what? You're on I'm moving quick. I, I am. Yeah. I'm on their yeah. their, yeah. Uh, their yeah. Wi-Fi here. I won't give out the password. Uh, Kirk – I don't know if you could give out that password. I don't password. think I really could. Uh, Kirk Curbstreet in 2016 goes on a rant and says Texas is a cesspool. Then yesterday, <laughs> Texas is more ready for the SEC. I mean, I know that's seven years ago, but still, which one is it? Are they more ready for the SEC, or is it a cesspool right yeah, now? Yeah, right. Do you, do you want the uh, Richard Sherman response, the Michael Irvin response, the Stephen A's? <laughs> what response make, do you know? Make up your mind which I think, way they're I think going. it'll always be like that. And I think, you know, I think going to the SEC, I think you just – it's uh, like you said, I think you put it really well. Is they're going to say, eh, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like whatever, you know. But but uh, I think we'll, we'll all find out. That's the great thing about football. We're going to find right. out in let's see what is today, uh, a month from today. Right. We're going to find yeah. out yeah. whenever they play each other yeah. again, and then uh, we're going to find out two three years down the road whenever Oklahoma and Texas have been in the SEC for two or three years. That's now, true. That's not fun because our show is today. That's and true. It's happening right now. That's but true. Two or three down. But years but down you got to have something we'll to talk about, and you got to have something to hang your hat on. And you know, last year everybody thought that the end of the world was here. Because you know of our of our season and everything mm-hmm. else we had, and we bounced back. You know, you got to have faith. You got to give it patience. You got to have time. You got to give it what it needs mm-hmm. to to mature. And Texas just does not want to give itself the time and the patience. No, no. Every time, the Leatherneck Sooner has all the patience in the world. <laughs> By the way, I had to laugh because uh, I, I did catch this on a, a an older text. I think he had the score sixty four to ten. So uh, maybe I that's part the of it too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, they're in the MAC. Listen. I mean, the ACC, excuse me. I mean, Kind of like the Mac anymore with the teams that are in there. Yeah, that's hey, true. Uh, tell me a little bit about how you guys uh, have really, what, has this been an area in Brookhaven that you've expanded into? Yeah. so with OEC you Fiber? Know, what, what happened was, you know, for, for long story short, is that, you know, we, we, you know, passed all of our members that are electrical members. And that's very suburban and ur- ur- rural areas and things like that. But what we started to see was that, as the quality of our service and the reliability and everything that went into it, the demand just started to grow tremendously for us to what we call in, in our industry little little insider Ooh, I, I like it so when i talk to internet guys i can use this yeah, fancy yeah, term yeah, go ahead yeah. stop breathing so okay. the next sooner can hear this <laughs> call it off system off, off system. system that's the big word of the okay, day okay yeah, like so we kind of went off our electrical system and uh yeah the brookhaven area they were really um very vocal 
I think Leatherneck Sooner probably lives in Brookhaven. <laughs> he might be over here. <laughs> um, this is a paid advertisement for Leatherneck Sooner, Leatherneck Sooner if anybody follows him. But, uh, yeah, we got over here in the Brookhaven area and, and, you know, West Norman, which used to be the 48-mile or the 10-mile uh, flats and all that, and we're out there. But then, you know, the fact that whenever, um, you know, you get something something special like this, like Don Size, it's been a Norman staple for 50 years mm. at yeah. least. I mean, I'm 72 but I look 52. You're not 72 years no, old. No, I'm only 52. <laughs> Stop. But 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 Don Size, I mean, I remember when we moved to Norman in 84. Mm-hmm. I mean, Don Size has been that name, right? right? And it's been it's been the trusted, you know, real estate agent that has just been here and knows Norman and everything. And so, you know, when they moved over here, it was great. It it took them a little time right. to find the light. Right, right, to find fiber. fiber. No, well, no pun intended. And, and you keep going down. Hold on, I'm turning around here. You keep going down Robinson. It becomes mm-hmm. a little rural pretty quick, it, right? It, it I can mean, get a little dicey. We got a horse over there somewhere. Yeah, I think a, I'm yeah. still paying for. But but that's starting to grow in a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. But but that's the thing is that what's happening also is that as we expanded out into more rural areas, there's only so much. Speaking to the choir of the real estate company here, right? Is there's only so many. There's only so many homes in an area. Right. So developers are starting to push out into that rural, what we used to call rural Oklahoma. Now, yeah. Now it's becoming. It's goal, right. Yeah. It's like where you live, where right I down live, down the street from right me. out there. So that that's the opportunities that it brings up. And we were just, I was just talking with uh, our CEO of the. OEC side, Patrick Grace, and uh, talking about a developer that he ran into who's building another 80 homes and, you know, up there uh, north by Rivendale and stuff like that. So you're just starting to see that growth that's that's kind of falling into our backyard mm-hmm. kind of thing, per se, is the best thing to say. So, yeah, it's an exciting time. Exciting time. Exciting time. So, yeah. It, in fact, I was – it was funny because I have to – I have to map everything that's not in Norman. So whenever I, I mapped, I'm like, oh, we're going back to Brookhaven. <laughs> you know, it's a pretty cool we, area. We were so. over here at uh, Brookhaven Tire. Yeah, that's right. Just you down could, the street. You could go in there, get a lube job. I mean, he saw it last week. Some lady thought I worked there. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to get her tire replaced for her. She's like, I got a flat tire. And I said, okay, we're going to get you taken care of. And then I just started acting like I ran the place yeah. and walked out. Yeah. And, and I, left you there by yourself. That's right. I, I was able to handle with these, it, I think. These, these, these folks. They were good, though. Oh, by the way, let's mention you got giveaways. Yeah, you yeah, got giveaways. Do. Oh, my gosh, we do. Yeah. We have a giveaway quick. What I, I can read. Chris Blank can't. I cannot read. I don't we, have my reading this glasses This thing is today. sealed up. Somebody licked it. Um, COVID's going around, so we'll get you this in a <laughs> different envelope. <laughs> but the return address is the Trails Golf Club. Let's go. That's at. I was, you don't need a map for that. I may spend a little time. Yeah, Okay. A round of golf for four, including golf carts. Mm. Or if you don't want the golf carts, guess what? What? Are you giving away the golf carts? Chris Plank and I are going to be carrying the bags. I'll carry the bags. I'll be your caddy. We'll be caddies. (laughs) We'll get Steel Man out there to do a play-by-play. Steel Man's a lefty. Did you know that? Is he really? Mm Mm-hmm. That gotta, explains a lot. My daughter's a lefty, so I got to. Nothing against your daughter, but that gotta, explains a yeah, lot. On exactly, Steel. right? Stand but, on the uh, wrong but side yeah, of the ball. But, yeah, this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. A, uh, uh, I thought the giveaway was going to be, like, free closing costs. <laughs> Good luck on that. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, no. whatever we got to do to sell a house. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> Just teasing, everybody. We're not going there. But, no, it's a round of golf for four, including golf carts, or you can have Steel Man do play-by-play, and Chris Plank and David Goodspeed will carry your golf bags I'll for carry you. your bags. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I carry this team, carry my wife. <laughs> There's only so much I can carry. My, my shoulders can only do so much. Well, come on by. Uh, check it out over here at Dillard Size Real Estate. Thanks for having us out. Yeah, today. thank you. You got to you got to swing by to to sign That's up. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, you got to swing in. Got to swing by. And so it's right across the street from uh, uh, Brookhaven Tire and Auto in the brown bag, which is pretty cool, right there on the corner of Brookhaven and uh, 
and Robinson. And uh, if anybody remembers the old convenience store, come in and ask one of the employees here, <laughs> and they'll look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> Just like Leathernecks. Um, Just like Leathernecks Sooner. Prediction. That's right. Love, that's the, that's the most love you've got in one segment, Leathernecks Sooner. Look at that. All right. Look at that. Thanks, Dave. Thank Appreciate you. you. We'll Take a break. Soon. We'll come back and talk about the great people here at uh, Dillard Size Next right here on The Ref. All right, we're at Dillard Size Real Estate on a, oh, my gosh, it's Friday. We got football tomorrow. Uh, and we talked to David Goodspeed, and one of the great things David does with OEC Fiber is as OEC Fiber grows for our OEC Fiber Football Fridays, he sends us on the road to a business that uses OEC Fiber. And today here at Dillard Size, we're getting uh, the opportunity to hang out with Andrew Dillard and Barry Hurley. Thanks for coming on with us, guys. We appreciate it. Sorry. Now, what's usually going on in here whenever you don't have some dude yelling and doing a radio show? Well, we've got people in here sometimes on these computers or their offices. They're doing search for clients okay. or they're working on general projects they're already working okay. with. So we're not, we're not messing things up too much. Not, no. Not at all, because typically yeah. we want the realtor out there showing homes <laughs> yes. and appraisers. Yeah. We don't want them in here. <laughs> Yo, you were telling me a little bit about it. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous right now because you were a broadcast journalism major. Yeah. I can't have people coming up here being better than me, so I got to worry a little bit. But you, you got into real estate eight years ago. Barry, you've done it for a while. Take me through what, what drew you to real estate. Everyone always needs a home, right? They do. They do. And life always changes. Someone goes through a divorce. Someone, you know, loses a job. There's a death in the family. And so it's really relevant. So that, that was really my thing is that every single day is different, whether I'm helping an investor, first time home buyer, um, someone downsizing or finding land. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's different. Barry and I have teamed up on some commercial stuff. And I mean, he's always mentoring me in that. And so it's different every day. I love it. Yeah, and, and we, we should mention that right now. Uh, more than just, I think sometimes I hear real estate and I think, okay, that's why I'm going to get my new home. But we are talking land. We are talking commercial business. Andrew, this goes well beyond just you know, buying your next home. Yes, it does. You're also talking multifamily, mm. major transactions out there, and you're always being proactive for the future with what you're trying to do with clients. Well, how have you seen the market change? It's kind of wild over 25 years, Well, the market years, seems to change all the time. <laughs> over the last 25 years, there's probably been 12 or 15 big market shifts, um, sometimes where the capital markets left and you were really in a totally different boat. Now we've got people that feel like interest rates are higher coming off the pandemic, but in reality, they're not as high as some people believe. Mm. We're still at a historically low interest rate, which affects residential sales, probably more so than anything else. And this is, this is a unique time because as far as home buying is concerned, especially for families, kids are in school. It's not really that time of the year where you would think about buying a home, but I would imagine, Andrea, there's there's still opportunities out there, right? When we're just talking residential. Definitely opportunities out there. I think the unique thing about not just Norman, Oklahoma overall, even your first time home buyers or people that are looking for um, a home after they've graduated. I mean, you have a market right now that people are coming in from out of state and a lot of investors because the real estate is still cheap compared to the mm -hmm. across the country. So it's, I mean, we, we're still seeing, I saw something the other day I lost out for my clients there were 20 offers submitted. That's crazy. Wow. In this market with these interest rates, um, it was a $200,000 home. But, you know, I mean, there's still competition. And, and, and all around Norman, okay, listen, we're in the weeds here. All around Norman, you're seeing land. It's just going like crazy. I live in Goldsby, Washington. 
I mean, you, you go out, there's, it's, it's an incredible rush. And, you know, you need a trusted advisor. You need someone to help you. And Andrea Barry, that's what you guys do. If you're looking for more than just a home, it's a land, too. That's exactly what we do. And uh, Dillard Size is the number one company in Cleveland County. Uh, we've got 10%, over 10 agents that are in the top 100 agents in the metropolitan Oklahoma City area. And we do everything, whether it's first-time home buyers, multifamily, land transactions, commercial transactions. We handle everything that's out there. I got to get you guys on more often. This is the most the office has paid attention to me all day long. This yes. is great. I mean, it's it's hopping in here. Um, all right, uh, Andrea. Well, in in Barry, maybe you can help me out with this too. What's the benefit of bringing everyone together like this and having so many people under one roof? Well, uh, one of the things that works for us, and it goes back to OEC, is I'm on OEC Fiber at Home in addition to what we have here at the business, and it's the most consistent internet that we have. Bringing everybody under one roof means everybody in here could be doing whatever their work is, whatever their research is, whatever their project is, and we know we have uh, safe, secure internet to to work with on a daily basis and then you have all the experiences hmm. um andrea might be working on one thing i might be working on another thing and someone else might be working on a third thing and if you need to collaborate on that you can do that easily under one roof well and i'll add to that you know it was painful before we got smart <laughs> and and joined up with oec fiber realized i mean we we now have 90 realtors, maybe just under 90, 89 realtors. And so if you have them all in here for a meeting, I mean, we're able to still um, function. Everyone's able to do their home searches, stream whatever, Zoom meeting they need. Um, the previous people we were with, when we had 40 people in there, we had things crashing. And so I'm just so happy that, that we're, we're all together. I mean, communication is key and change is the one constant. So yeah. that's what we got going on. You know? all can be collaborative and, too, right? Right. Yeah. Yes, we do. And Chris, you know, you deal with statistics all the time in support and sports. Oh, yeah. Uh, but having 10 of the top 100 realtors in metropolitan Oklahoma City area actually is a huge thing. Um, our our expertise and experience is is top notch. I am to understand that both you, Barry, and Andrea are in that top yeah, one hundred. Yes, we are. Mm, let's go. I put you guys as the uh, top in the world. I hope you didn't mind me expanding it beyond the metro. I earlier. say I, I like being on the international scale, so being top at that that area is good. <laughs> uh, I want to set up a hypothetical situation, just a hypothetical situation. Okay. Let's say that you moved into a home during. COVID 2020, right? Okay. And hypothetically, it's the dream. It's the last place you're going to stay. But hypothetically, your wife hates the home from the moment that she moved into that home. I mean, despises it. And everything that ever happens goes back to it was your decision to buy this home. Hypothetically. Uh, Goldsby, Washington area, hypothetically. Um, right now, is it a good time to put your house in the market? Is it a challenging time? What absolutely. would you guys say? I'm okay. Well, it's okay. absolutely a good here, pull time. Pull that mic up so they can hear you. I, oh, can okay. you hear me good yeah, now? That's great. That's absolutely. Great. Sorry. Um, it's always a good time. If okay. your home is under 500000 in it my is. opinion, then it's absolutely a good time because people are wanting the Goldsby area. It's just, you know, um, just south of Norman. And it's, mm -hmm. that's like the, the end thing to move down there. So I feel like. And it's a growing um, community too, it's right? It's growing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, throughout one thing that's consistent right now 
is we are at historically low inventory levels um, for what we would be looking at for listing sales and that kind of thing. So it's not a bad time to put the market on. Okay. Um, but in a situation where you bought during the pandemic, um, that there was a lot of movement then. Yeah. Uh, the rates were different. You and the situation's different. The prices have settled a little bit since then. So you have to be careful and you need the proper valuation as you move forward. We, we need professionals. You need professionals doing a complete market analysis and, and you have to evaluate everything. Now, we, um, I mean, this, this, this hypothetical situation, what goes into improving the value of your home? In other words, is it merely just the square footage or is it, hey, we added fencing here or we did this or we added, I mean, what can truly go into that? Well, the, the, the real truth of it is, is probably the number one thing is location. Location's always been important throughout the years. Location's a big thing. If you're doing improvements to the home uh, to get it ready for sale, the master bedroom and the kitchen are two important areas, and you need to have some curb appeal. It needs to look a little sexy out there. If you're going to put it on the markets, um, have high-end pictures taken, it needs to have the best look going forward because in today's world, um, being on the Internet, you're going to have a half a second to a second for to, to <laughs> catch somebody, right. and then they're going to decide if they're going to move forward and even look at the other pictures. Mm. So you've got to have a good presence right off the bat. And, and like you said, coming coming to the, an expert um, here at Dillard Zeiss, I mean, things don't sell for two reasons: right. price and condition. Yeah, everything sells. It's it's either it's priced too high, it's not priced right, and it's the condition. So by talking to a realtor, you can always, um, you know, like what Barry said, figure out what to work. People love a kitchen. I know a lot of people. <laughs> I want a three car garage. I want this. I want that. I mean, things always change, but um, I always think it's a great time to sell. All right. Well, uh, I, I think I have some quality stuff here, but I think the most important thing would be to pick up the phone and call the professionals, right? What's the best way we can get in touch with you guys? Um, well, the best way is you can get online and go to Dillard Size, or you can call us directly yep. right here at the office. Yep. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, who you got? I mean, what's your score tomorrow? I'm going to say it's it's Boomer Sooner all the way. Right. right. Um, we know that. Gosh, you go with me before Barry. Okay, go ahead, Barry. Go ahead. All right, I'm going to go ahead and jump out on the limb. I think it's going to be the Sooners 44 uh, SMU 9. Oh, okay, I like that. I like that. I think that would make fans happy. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see 39 to 9. Okay, all right. I like this. A lot of nines on there. Okay, Look right, at that. Right. Sorry, Dave. No one, your, your ponies aren't scoring points. All right. Yeah. Hey, th thanks, Barry. Thank okay. you so much, Andrea. Appreciate you guys coming okay. on. Quick break. We're back Thank to get your – oh, sorry, Barry. <laughs> We're back to get your text next in the wrap. Get a couple of texts here to wrap up hour number two before Steve Lansdale joins us. Get a little bit more perspective on SMU for tomorrow. Uh, Tyler and Ponca City writes – even though it's interesting, Tyler and Ponca City, but somehow has a Georgia phone number. We'll claim that as someone listening in Georgia. <laughs> OU is going to roll. The improvement from week one to week two will be as big as year one to year one versus Arkansas State. A lot of numbers there, but I got what you were saying, Tyler. The trenches got to jail, our jail, and the on-field dynamics were all there. No week one jitters and bust this week. Let's go. I felt like everything looked pretty good in the communication in the non-bust last week, too, outside of one or two plays, maybe. Uh, 405 writes, hey, guys, pretty much the same SMU defense ranked 112th in the nation last year, 
and pretty much the same dudes. We should run all over them tomorrow. I, I, I think that's what we said right off the top, right, Josh? This should be a game where if you have any concerns about the running game, I mean, the, the evidence, the, oh gosh, the ingredients are there where Oklahoma could have a huge day on the ground. Absolutely. You hope so, right? That, you know, left to right across the board offensive line, those guys go get a push and, and just let it be known that this is Oklahoma and you're SMU and we're, we're going to lean on the run game and you're not going to be able to do much about that. Yeah, exactly. And then one more. Uh, oh, you played seven guys last game. Nine? Anyway, who cares? Uh, and that probably won't be the case with SMU. Is there a name that if we don't see them play would be concerning for you guys? Can we learn anything about anyone based off when they get onto the field? Dude, what a – that's my kind of nerdy qu- – that's my kind of thoughts. Um, We didn't see Reggie Grimes and Ethan Downs until late. But I think they're going to be – they're in the rotation. I think Bothroyd and Ford have been really impressive. The youngsters have been impressive. So, ooh, that's a good question. Can we learn anything about anyone based off when they get onto the field? Absolutely. I think we judge that a lot in running backs, right? Yeah. I think we judge that a lot more in running backs than anywhere else. They're going to rotate a lot of dudes on that defensive line. It's not going to be a rotation like we saw, you know, three years ago. But they're going to bring a lot of guys on that front. I don't think I'd look into too much on the defensive side. But the running back, wide receiver side, absolutely. Great question. Quick break. Final hour, usually top five stories today. We're going to kick it off a little differently with Steve Lansdale on the ref.